Hello everybody, this is Matt Mikuchi and you are listening to Jazz's Travel. Hello everybody, Jazz's online editor Matt Mikuchi here welcoming you to a brand new episode of Jazz's Travel. This is a series that explores jazz and music traditions from various parts of the world and features conversations with or about groundbreaking and innovative artists, multicultural projects and ideas. Japanese-born artist Satoko Fuji is a pianist, accordionist and composer, as well as one of the most exciting voices to have emerged in avant-jazz during the 1990s. A prolific band leader of several ensembles in different parts of the world, Fuji has released a number of diverse records this year and is actually fast approaching her 100th album overall. On this episode of Jazz Is Travel, we particularly focus on Moon on the Lake, which was released on May 7th on Libra Records. This live recording features her alongside two of the most in-demand younger musicians on the Japanese jazz scene, but it also marks her return to the standard piano trio for the first time since 2013. Not to mention, this record is a good starting point for a conversation about the jazz scene and creative music scene of Japan and Satoko Fuji's personal journey. Fire up an audio teeny and listen to the audio waves as they fly through the air. Here is Satoko Fuji. Hello Satoko, welcome to the show. Welcome to Jazz is Travel. Thank you for inviting me. What part of the world are you speaking from right now? I'm in Kobe, Japan right now. Where, where exactly is it? I'm not familiar with the place. Okay, um, Kobe is west in west of Japan, which is like from Tokyo, 500 kilometer uh-huh. west. And it's quite close to Osaka. What does it look like? Is it a small town? Is it, uh, yeah. It's, it's kind of big city. Um, oh, okay. We started living here with my husband, you know, I and my husband decided to move to here because we love the city, which has mountain and the sea both. So we can go up to the mountain, five, taking like five minutes walk and to the sea, 15 minutes walk. I see. Yeah. Yeah. So, and do you feel like you are inspired even on a creative uh level by nature you mentioned the sea and the mountains do you draw from from those natural the natural elements we lived in many different places like new york city boston um, berlin and tokyo and uh, you know suburb of tokyo every, you know many many cities we lived and uh, but with some reason we loved kobe when we played here because it has, it's not like in Tokyo, not so many people, 
but it has culture, it has nature, and it has many good restaurants. <laughs> so yeah, that's very important. Sure, yeah. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> so it's got that balance between nature and the urban landscape. Yes. This has been a pretty interesting year、uh, for you.、Uh, you've released a number of albums, and a few at the time of recording, there's a few yet to be released. I guess the、mm-hmm. one that we will particularly focus on is,、uh, I believe, your your latest one, which was released in in May.、Uh, correct me、mm-hmm. if I'm wrong on anything that I'm saying. It's、uh, it's called、uh, Moon on the Lake, and、uh, it introduces a new trio of yours. Is that right? Yes, yes. I formed this trio、uh, a few years ago before pandemic. This is, you know,、um, the form is traditional jazz piano trio, piano, bass, and drums. But the the approach that I do with the band is quite different, and、uh, I. Wanted to play with these guys, not because of bass or not because of drums. I just wanted to play with these guys, and ended up having you know piano trio. And two guys are much younger than me. Bass player is forty something, and for I think around forty, and the drummer is like you know on thirty.、Mm. So it's can be he can be my, I don't know. Oh, definitely, son. <laughs> <laughs> so they're quite young, but their music's very matured, and I like playing with them because they are, despite I mean, you know, they're great jazz players. They play like bebop or that kind of mainstream stuff, very good, but very well. But they also love playing free stuff. And they don't have any prejudice. They are very open. But but I mean, despite the fact that it is quite a traditional setting in jazz, this is、uh, very much also in the free vein, right? It's also about on the moment creativity and innovation. Yes. Well,、uh, I didn't plan to have you know like traditional piano trio. I don't care about you know piano, bass, and drums. That kind of instrumentation. That's just ended up having that form, and it, but it worked out in the end. What what did you、uh, find as you were exploring this form? With good band, I think you know we always forget what we play. I mean, what we play, which instrument, because、mm. we can get so free to express ourselves. And、uh, I'm a piano player, but you know when. I play piano with them. I feel like you know, I'm just telling something from my heart,、right. not not just you know, um, pushing the keyboards. So yeah. yeah, yeah, and I mean, listening to it, it was almost like looking at an expressionist painting, or you know, something that has a visual aesthetic quality. Uh, and I was also thinking about the title of this album, and I wondered whether that had any specific significance. Um, you mean the title "Moon on the Moon, Lake"? Moon on the Lake. Yeah. Are you Are you looking、yeah. to evoke specific imagery? Well, many people actually told me my music probably sounds like picture or sounds like you know painting. Yeah. But yeah, but I'm not a visual person. You're not. I no. Um, I mean, like you know, sound always inspired me. Any sounds, like you know, even like airplane in the. 
sky or any sounds that inspired me a lot. But visual, I of course, you know, enjoy picture or paintings, whatever, but, um, that doesn't affect, um, directly to my music. I think so far. Yeah. And uh, also words, I mean, like language or words, I'm very bad. And uh, so I always title the piece after I composed. And I titled the piece because I need it (laughs) to register, you know, like, um, like some right organization. So that means, um, I named the piece Moon on the Take, Moon on the Lake afterwards. And, uh, yeah. But it, but it's, I'm, I'm interested, uh, in what you said about you, you are inspired also by sounds. So we're not only talking about melody and music, we're also talking about everyday sounds when you say that. Yes, yes, yes. Whatever. So for example, yeah. what, what are some sounds that uh, you find, uh, I don't know, maybe like just naturally drawn to that you particularly like or that you feel inspire you? Well, I love the sound from the sky, like, you know, airplane or helicopter. Okay. Where I hear that kind of sound because I can hear the air between. Uh, I hope you, you know what I mean. Like, you know, because there is so big distance between my ear and airplane and the thing that i hear is not just airplane i also hear the the air between us between you know airplane and me and uh, that actually i can tell you know that indicates the season because in spring the air is getting melt kind of like you know um very kind of dull like you know um and winter, it gets so stick, I mean, so solid that I can hear. So if I pick the sound what I like best, I would say airplane sound. Airplane strange. sound. <laughs> yeah, but, strange. No, no, yeah, that's true. But well, I mean, uh, for example, I like the, the train sounds, the sound of trains. I'm oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's more yeah. of a land uh, <laughs> mode of transportation. But yeah, I understand what you're saying. But given the fact that you, uh, you're you saying that you seem to be so attuned to sound, do you think that affects or impacts your relationship with uh, the instrument that you play? For example, of course, the piano. Well, that's totally different uh-huh. because, you know, um, piano is made to make certain sound as, you know, it's, it's not to make airplane sound. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so when I want to have certain sound from the piano, I have to innovate how to get that sound from my piano yeah and would you say that you're someone who likes to do that to kind of discover even new sounds or try to come up with new sounds from the piano that perhaps haven't really been heard before yeah well you know um i experiment mm-hmm. like, like you know okay um pick this strings and put this stuffing on strings and play it and i always find something very interesting and that's you know totally different from uh, other sounds that i can get or i have heard before so that's you know 
that can become my vocabulary. I think experimentation is a very important word. Uh, in your in, in, has been an important word for you as far as your musical work is concerned. Have you always had that, though? I mean, thinking back to your formative years or even when you started, uh, I know you were very young when you started <laughs> studying music. I think you were maybe four years old or so. But do you feel that you always had that interest in experimenting? When I started playing piano when I was four years old, even before that, I mean, you know, because we have a piano in my parents' place, in my family. Mm. So I played it even before I started learning piano. So when I started, you know, touching piano, I was very, I tried many, many things. I was so into it. But um more and more I studied classical piano, I just lost that kind of stuff. Because, yeah, because I want, you know, I was forced to play certain things. That's like, you know, there, this is like the goal that I have to play and I have to just do it. So I lost that kind of um, experimentation when I was like play, you know, studying classical piano, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Yeah. Were you, was it a case where perhaps even your teachers were uh, discouraging you from experimenting as they were telling you to kind of learn to play classical music? Well, most of them, most of classical piano teacher, they even don't have that kind of, you know, um, sense. Right. They, yeah, they don't have, well, you know, of course, um, contemporary music like John Cage, he played, he got so many different sounds from the piano. And, but most piano teachers, classical piano teachers, they are really focused to like, you know, um, 18th or 19th century classical music, music in Europe. So they even don't know about that. Oh, I see, I see. So then what was it that liberated you at last that kind of kind of began to help you feel encouraged to begin experimenting? Well, because when I was 20 years old, even before, like 18 or 19 years old, I realized how I got not free, how I lost freedom playing piano. And I remember when I was very free when I started playing piano and I was so shocked and I wanted to, you know, experiment many things with piano, but I found out I couldn't because I was so trained to play rhythm stuff in front of piano. I mean, I needed to some rhythm music all the time. So I had to leave piano for a while and I started, um, improvise with my voice and uh, with percussion stuff. Then finally I was, you know, away from piano for two or three years and uh, I found how much I love piano <laughs> afterward. Mm-hmm. Then I came back to piano. Then I could feel much more free. 
because I left piano for two or three years and、uh, I could refresh my feeling. So,、wow. yeah, then I started, you know, doing many different things. So it's almost like you had to reset your、uh, relationship with the piano. <laughs> exactly,、oh. yeah. There's something very human about that, I feel. It's almost like leaving a, an old friend for a long time and then, and then meeting that friend again after a few years and、uh, discovering how much you miss them. Uh huh. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What you are hearing just now is music from Moon on the Lake, the latest album by Satoko Fuji, available on Libra Records. The album was recorded live at Tokyo's famous Pit Inn and finds all three musicians forming a quick witted trio capable of terrific speed and excitement, as well as subtle textures and tone colors. This is not the first Satoko Fuji LP of 2021. At the time of recording, Her next album, slated for release on the same label, Piano Music, is due out on September 17 and is described via a press release as an uncommon record where Fuji edits together short, pre recorded snippets of her prepared piano music to create a patchwork palette of utterly unique sonorities, emerging with two extended pieces of otherworldly piano sounds and melodies. Here, Is the second part of our interview with Satoko Fuji. Were you at all inspired as well by the free jazz scene、uh, at the time? My last classical piano teacher loved jazz.、Uh-huh. And I got big influence from him. And、uh, I didn't like jazz at all when I was like 15 or 16 years old.、Sure. But yeah, but you know, because he loved jazz, I thought. Because I really respected him. I thought jazz might be interesting because he loved it. So I started listening radio and、uh, some jazz program and still I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> and the, you know, the jazz music, um, for me back then sounded so harsh, so, you know, rough. Then I, Listened to many different kinds of jazz, like Bud Powell or Charlie Parker or many different stuff. And one day, I listened to John Coltrane, um, Love Supreme.
Uh-huh. Then I got fall in love with yeah. jazz. So, you know, from very beginning, listening to jazz, for me, I loved free jazz. What was yeah. it about I Love Supreme that, that you liked? The thing, because I was already studying classical music for a long time, when I listened to some music, my brain started working on what's the harmony, what's the melody, what's the rhythm. And, uh, but many times, as I told you, like, you know, Bud Powell, even Bud Powell sounded so harsh to me. I didn't understand. So busy and so not peaceful. <laughs> so, sure. yeah. But when I heard, um, Love Supreme, I felt like I was moved with something with something that I didn't understand. I couldn't analyze anything. I didn't know what's going on. I didn't know what's a melody. I didn't know what's a harmony, what's a rhythm. But I was so moved, inspired. And uh, that's like a big thing for me. I was so moved by something that I didn't understand. Uh, and mm-hmm. so w- what about uh, li- the live scene and uh, the jazz scene in, in Japan at the time? Was that also something that uh, was uh, formative, w- helped you in your formative years? Well, actually, when I decided to go back to j- um, piano, because I went to many jazz clubs in Tokyo uh-huh. then, and uh, I loved one Japanese jazz piano player whose name is Fumio Itabashi, who right. used to play with Elvin Jones and uh, like, you know, many great musicians. But I loved his piano play and I wanted to play piano again because of him, his play. Um, while we're on the topic, what do you think of the uh, jazz scene in Japan right now? Right now, I think it's pretty much like other place. I mean, you know, mm. we have a lot of musicians, great musicians, not just in Tokyo, everywhere in Japan. That's, you know, same in America, same in Europe, everywhere. But not enough clubs, not enough place that where we play, we can play. Especially in pandemic, we couldn't play at all. And also, um, most sad think the saddest thing in Japan is we cannot make any money in Japan mm. playing this kind of music. Probably mainstream jazz, not many, but sad, some musicians can make enough money. But other than them, uh, we make no money. Mm. We're pretty much same in America, I think. Europe, yeah. you know, because uh, they are supported by cities and government, but not in Japan, not in America. Why do you think that is? Is it because there isn't enough interest? Because it's too, it's maybe, it maybe frightens people a little bit? It's because, you know, just capitalism. I mean, because, you know, we cannot make money and they are not interested in um, that kind of stuff. They just want to make money and mm. they don't know anything about music. I mean, you know, like government people or, yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. 
the people who are in charge of the funding (laughs) yeah 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 exactly yeah because they don't know anything they just um take someone who are already established so that's why they support like classical musicians or like traditional japanese music you know that kind of stuff yeah yeah it's a sad it's a sad state of the arts i think in general uh in a lot of different parts of the world unfortunately uh that is the truth that's the world that we're living in uh right now do do you feel like you personally have a problem with that yourself i mean given your kind of background and the fact that you are, are established and internationally acclaimed you lead several ensembles in different parts of the world too i mean in europe and in the united states as well i play actually more outside of japan yeah, okay right yeah, in Japan, not so many gigs. Um, my music is too out somehow. And, uh, but you know, there are so many great musicians that, you know, that kind of music who play in Japan. But it is very difficult to live in this country with doing that. So, uh, as I mentioned at the start of our conversation, this has been a really uh, cool year for you in the sense that you have uh, already released a couple of uh, great albums and you will be releasing more throughout the year as we're recording this. I, I believe that we are approaching the release of your 100th album as a leader. Is that right? Yes. Um, <laughs> probably the beginning of next year, I think oh. I can reach 100. Right. So having yeah. uh, recorded and released as many uh, as uh, a, a huge number as that, what do you feel an album means to you? I think that's simply something, I mean, you know, even that's like digital download format, even in that format, I think um, the album is tangible that, you know, I can show to other people, this is my work. Uh-huh. So I need it. I need to update because I'm changing all the time. So I love, um, my, all my CDs, all my albums in past, but that's not same as me right now. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the reasons that I have to update, you know, the, the albums. Mm-hmm. It's almost like they're documentations of your own evolution as an artist. Yes. And also, you know, it's like milestone. A milestone. Okay. So what about uh, an album like Moon on the Lake? Because uh, this is a live album and it was recorded, uh, I think, a couple of years ago, right? At the uh, at Tokyo's famous Pit Inn. Um, yeah. What do you feel when you listen to it back? Well, you know... Because of COVID-19, because of the pandemic, we were having a very strange situation. And that album, I mean, Moon on the Lake, was recorded at Pitwin. I had only two concerts after the pandemic last year. And uh, two, I had two days at Pitwin. And uh, that one you listened to, Moon on the Lake, was recorded on the first day. 
So that was very special for me because I couldn't play any shows except that one. So we were so eager to make music. And uh, that's, I think that's actually made our energy very high. How And how would you explain that type of influence that uh, the live setting has on improvisation? And of course, by live setting, I mean, you know, not in a studio, but actually in front of an audience. Having audience has, I think, you know, good thing, of course. But at the same time, we have to be careful because we musicians can feel how audience feel immediately. Then sometimes we try to provide something audience loves, which may be not the thing that I want to express. So that's the thing that we have to be careful. If we just, you know, focus what we want to, what we need to express in inside myself, it's kind of difficult to, you know, to have balance between audience feeling and myself. But of course, if I'm happy with the music getting from inside, eventually the audience would be happy. That's I know. But sometimes I react, you know, what audience would like to hear right now, right, you know, at the moment. So, and that ended up not in good way. So, but now I know that, so I can be careful. And uh, the shows that I had at Pitwin last year, I could focus my insight pretty much. Mm. So I think um I only could get good thing from audience. And, you know, s- still I could get energy from audience so yeah so i think you know that's ended up in good way i hope but uh speaking of the pandemic have you uh also struggled to stay creative during this time because for some some people i've spoken to it's been particularly difficult and a stressful time i'm the lucky one i actually really enjoyed (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> because, yeah, yeah some people have yeah. said that too so that's i understand that <laughs> oh really well yeah. you know i was touring and uh, having shows so much that i was worried before the pandemic how i could deal with this i mean because i'm getting old and i'm having more gigs and i love having concerts and you know I probably will be sick. Yeah, I burn out. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Then, um, pandemic happened. So I, you know, I could have a long vacation. (laughs) (laughs) Besides, um, I wanted to record myself by myself in my piano room, but I couldn't do it because I was too busy before pandemic, but I could get time to, um, to do that kind of stuff, like, you know, record by myself 
and、uh, mix the recording, that kind of skill, I couldn't get if, you know, pandemic didn't happen. Yeah. So it opened up、uh, opportunities, you know, <laughs> for you. Yes, yes, yeah. Well, well Satoko, it's been, it's been fascinating and、uh, we have exceeded <laughs> the time that I'd promised for you, but it was such a lovely conversation and I, I really, really enjoyed it. So thank you for joining us. It's been a pleasure. Thank you very much. I hope you enjoyed another great Globetrotting Jazz's travel conversation. Thank you for listening. I'll be back for more next week. And in the meantime, why not go back to revisit previous episodes of the series and, of course, check out more content on jazzes.com, a regularly updated website with lots of great content for both newbies and the jazz aficionados. And, of course, you get even more exclusive content when you subscribe. Till the next time, stay healthy, stay safe, stay strong, and I'll see you soon. <laughs>